Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. I think the more analytics that we can get into the hands of business owners and marketers, the better marketing you're going to see. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 152 of Perpetual Traffic. We've got another repeat guest today. It should be a good one. We previewed this topic a little bit back on episode 149. It was actually one of my two updates. But I think we got a pretty good guest. We got Andrew Foxwell on today. He was on episode 114. He's doing some really cool stuff. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. All back together. Yeah, we got Ralph, Molly, Keith, and Andrew. So we got four of us today. We got the whole crew with Andrew Foxwell, foxwelldigital.com. He's also got a pretty cool podcast called E-Commerce Influence. He also builds and does trainings for johnloomer.com. I'm sure if anybody's done a Google search on anything related to Facebook ads or Facebook advertising, they've uh, ran into or read an article by John Loomer. So recently for me, back on episode 149, some of the stuff that I was researching for that tip Guess where it came from? Some of the great articles that Mr. Foxwell wrote over at johnloomer.com. So you had some great content there combined with some other stuff that we're doing with YouTube and stuff like that. So I just really appreciate what you're putting out. Number one, super excited to have you back today and to talk about something that I think is something that people really need to know about and who better to go to. I'm honored to be here again. It's a real pleasure. And thanks to you for all the wonderful knowledge that you spread throughout the social media, Facebook, and Instagram advertising galaxy. So I appreciate that. So we're going to be talking about Facebook analytics. This is something that Facebook behind the scenes, they've been working on for several years now. 
I remember one of my book deadline extensions on the third edition of the Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising actually was like, hey, you know, they're coming out with this new analytics platform. It was actually one of my excuses to push back the deadline again because I'm thinking they're rolling out this analytics platform to really try and compete with Google Analytics. My gut feeling is is they want that to be the go-to source for brands to track all of their traffic. You actually mentioned before we hit record about you're doing some pretty cool work with Facebook corporate as well, a little bit on their analytics team, I think. Yeah, it's been huge. I mean, it's been amazing to, to work with them and to work closely with the team. Actually, the first time that I ran the course with John Loomer on Facebook analytics, uh, the actual Facebook analytics Twitter handle retweeted and said, we're excited for part two of the course. <laughs> so apparently their team members were taking the course, which then led me into being able to work with Facebook and help them drive this product. So for those of you that are using this, like I said, uh, they're very interested in feedback and you can you can send that to me and we can definitely get your feedback to them. And it's been amazing because they're very receptive of making this product something that those of us really that are doing advertising, and even if you're a small or big advertiser, really want to use and, and, and optimize further. So if you have feedback there, we have a direct channel in. What I love about that story you just told too, is it just says something, I think, it says a lot about Facebook as a brand being a good listener, right? And I know they're going through a lot of stuff right now, but I think just that, that they are listening, I think it says a lot. So hopefully uh, this thing turns into a pretty cool tool. So let's get into it. This is just one of the questions I actually have for you. What in general is Facebook analytics and how are people using it? Yeah, absolutely. So Facebook Analytics is a product that Facebook, as you said, have been developing for a number of years and originally was actually a small team. And it's grown now. They have a team of about 40 people that are working on this at Facebook. And the team essentially has made it its mission of understanding and trying to get to all different types of Facebook advertisers and helping us to find out where we can get more information about the people that are coming into our flow, about the people that are coming through our website, about the people that are interacting with our page and our pixel and our app and everything else, and how you can paint basically an omni-channel picture of all of these things interacting together. So that's basically the mission of what they are trying to do. And so Facebook Analytics in technical terms is basically just a bunch of graphs and charts <laughs> that are really complicated that you can make really complicated or you can have it be really simple as well. And it can display a lot of really, really, really interesting data for you. Andrew, so this is something that lives inside of Facebook, right? But it's not like necessarily the numbers you see when you log into ads manager. Like where does this live? No, absolutely. And so it's not an ads manager, as you said, right? So how you right. can get to analytics is you actually, if you click in the little three bars there in the upper left hand corner anytime you're an ads manager and you roll over to the measure and report section. The third one down for me, sometimes it's the fourth or fifth one down for others, says analytics. Right. And you're able to click into that and start the creation of what they call an event source group, which we can get into what that means. Interesting. So if we were to compare it, right, as Facebook advertisers, we all know when you go inside of Ads Manager, you can see a ton of data on all of your campaigns. You can click down to the ad set level, then to the ad level. Like there are a ton of numbers there about the campaigns you're running. How does Facebook analytics differ or work with what we see in Ads Manager? Yeah. So your ads manager is kind of connected because what 
Facebook analytics looks at is all of your pixel data. So if you are running traffic to your site, which obviously many of us are, you can look at the pixel as an aggregate, but you can also break things out by looking at source and looking at where that came from, but you can't connect it directly back to, let's say this traffic came from this 1% lookalike yet. It's not something that's possible, but that's kind of how they interact. It basically takes the aggregate of your Facebook page, the actual entity of the page, it takes the pixel, and then it can take other pieces of data like an offline event set. It can take your app if you have one and ties it all into that event source group, which is kind of that that holder for everything. Okay, cool. So it's kind of even more overarching than the campaign or ad-specific data that you see inside of Facebook day-to-day as a media buyer, which I think is what's really cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. It does a lot more than that. And the thing that we weren't able to see, I mean, at the simplest level, Facebook analytics allows you for the first time to be able to see the interaction between your Facebook page and the pixel. So if you do nothing else, like that's an insane proposition as it stands. It's like, you know, okay, somebody did this and then they did this and it took them X amount of time. That is a crazy thing to me that how many years have all of us been trying to, <laughs> to get something like this? Get, right. And we're like <laughs> we're trying to talk to clients and say like, no, we know that posting on the Facebook page is helpful, right. but yeah. we don't you know, like, so this so, is the first time that we're able to see some of that. Yeah. And really to see the entire customer journey on Facebook, right? Because everything's been so campaign specific. I know last week, Ralph and I talked a little bit about that, how you can't measure the success of every campaign by the same metrics, right? Because they're at different steps in the customer journey. So, you know, the success metric on one campaign might be cost per click or cost per view with other campaigns, you're actually measuring a CPA. But it's hard unless you, you know, really write it down and jot it out to see how these campaigns are working together in a full customer journey. And I love that Facebook's come out with this and that they're continuing to develop it because like you said, it helps us show what does the lifespan for our Facebook user look like, right? Where do they come in? What next action do they take? It allows you to see everything from more of a bird's eye view. I think a big question that people have is, can I use Facebook analytics like we can use Google analytics to track traffic from other sources, from email, from maybe YouTube or some other channel or app downloads? So Facebook right now, it's, it's pretty confusing when you do the research. They call it omni-channel analytics. And so you can track how people arrived at your website, it's hard to find, can you create links with UTM perimeters or can you not? Like, that's a question I think that a lot of people might have and where to do it if you can kind of thing. Sure, sure. You can definitely do that, right? I think that you can actually pull out source data, which you, you can definitely do. Last week, they released actually some new things that are basically that they call new session parameters. So you can pull out the session refer URL, the session UTM campaign name, the session landing URL, the traffic source, and like a whole bunch of other stuff. So yes, you can separate those things and you can look at that. But however, before we even go there, I think it's important to understand that you're going to be benefited instead of splitting off traffic and doing what my mom used to say, which is 
complicating a simple problem versus simplifying a complicated problem. I like that. Let's just take a holistic view of how all of these things interact first. You can pull that out and you can look at different sources. And in that way, it's like Google Analytics. But with Google Analytics, the part that I have never been able to see is really, as you said, Molly, that journey. So the first thing that happens to me that's like one of the most valuable features at this point of Facebook Analytics is a feature that they have called funnels. So funnels is the first one, and that's one of the most valuable tools in there and allows you to see things like how many people came to your Facebook page, liked a post, then came to the website and became a page view, or how many people became a page view that then added something to cart. Exactly. Yeah. What was their journey? Right. And they actually have a new feature too, also called journeys, which even visualizes that (laughs) even further that they rolled out at F8. So that's some of the pieces of it that before you start to separate out this traffic, and as we'd say in Wisconsin, like separate the wheat from the chaff here is like, let's look at all these things together and let's ask the question to ourselves or to your organization, what are the questions we're trying to answer, right? What are the things that we are trying to understand? Is it that we're trying to understand the lifetime value of a customer? Because that's always been a black box for people many times, right? Like, That's a feature that's in Facebook analytics. You can look at this. I looked at a client that has an AOV of $140 and 12 weeks later, they had an AOV of 285. Well, that's awesome. That means I'm doing my job of increasing the value of that person. Right, and you're focusing on the metrics that matter there. (laughs) Just in case people wonder what that is, AOV is average order value. This is like awesome. We know that Facebook has so much data on everything that we're doing. I mean, we were lucky enough to be a beta for advanced measurement, which is a crazy amount of data. And I think Facebook is just trying to roll this out over time so that it's in bite-sized chunks and at least people can take it and start to apply it with specific actions as to how they can increase you know, conversions or increase ROAS in their campaigns. So if I'm a brand new advertiser, is this something that I would use right now? Or what sort of level of advertiser on Facebook would you recommend delving into this mysterious button off Ads Manager? Yeah, so I think this is definitely a tool that at a minimum, if you are a beginning advertiser or a super advanced advertiser, you will find interesting. So the things that I would recommend is the first thing to do is basically to go to that upper left-hand corner and go to Analytics that we talked about navigating to. From there, Facebook prompts you to create what's called an event source group. And an event source group allows you to pull together your data that you want to be able to look at in tandem, right? So, or in cooperation with one another. So that would be at a minimum for most of you, probably something like your pixel, your Facebook pixel and your Facebook page. And you're able to pull those things together and then look at the data that comes from that. Once that's created, it takes you into a dashboard. And even if you've never clicked on any of the other graphs, the dashboard gives you information like active users last 24 hours the user activity on a monthly, weekly basis, a channel breakdown of where they're coming, what the makeup of that event source group is, engagement metrics by hour, where are people engaging the most, median time spent per user, et cetera, et cetera. So even if you never use it, and if you're a brand new person, I've used this with with 
super small clients that have like a thousand Facebook likes and are brand new and people that are spending less than a thousand dollars. And it helps to begin to start to see some of the data that you're like, oh, that's interesting. I guess I didn't know that I had a fairly low repeat purchase rate or I didn't know that looking at my Facebook page and my pixel together, 60% of the makeup of that is female, right? A lot of times we looked at them as siloed. So that's kind of how I would go about beginning and getting started and starting to just get in there and get your hands dirty a little bit. And I think on the the overview page that gives you, once you've entered in your, your pixel ID and all the other sorts of events that you want to track, I mean, you can get a very broad-based overview of how your business is doing without really even getting into a lot of the details of analytics yet. But still, I mean, for any new advertiser, obviously the ads manager is really where you're going to do most of your daily optimization. I mean, this is sort of like a, I look at analytics as like the first step for Facebook to give us that 30,000 foot view, which we can get into with the cool stuff like funnels and journeys and everything else. But is that the right way to approach it? If I'm either a beginning advertiser or if I'm a little bit more advanced? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the way to begin, whether you're an info marketer or an e-com marketer, is really making sure, first of all, fundamentally, I guess, that your pixel has events customized as well. So having the Facebook pixel itself on your site is going to be helpful. But making sure that you have different parts of that funnel customized. So that would be not only a page view, but that would be having the add to cart customized. That would be having the purchase customized at a minimum. And those are going to be helpful because then you can start to see the steps that people are taking. But once you have that, it's really about that question of of what are you trying to understand? Is it interesting to you that you want to know a lifetime value calculation? Do you want to understand basically the journey that people take? Do you want to understand what retention looks like? How often people come back? Are you interested in that? And kind of how good are you at bringing people back into the funnel? You know, a lot of us think a lot about, I think, and spend a lot of our advertising dollars on prospecting and brand new customer acquisition. Whether you're small or big or whatever, right? You want to grow, which is totally fine. But the thing that we don't necessarily do as good a job at, I think sometimes, is bringing people back in using retention metrics. How do we use page post engagement? How do we use other objectives advertising-wise to kind of bring people back in? And Facebook Analytics starts to help you measure some of that. So if you're an e-commerce advertiser, for example, maybe you're selling a dozen or so products or maybe, you know, 20 up to 100 products, like what would be the first few steps that you would do? And this probably relates back to the e-com ad amplifier to a certain degree because you have to have your Facebook pixel put in the right place in order for this to work. Either you're on the Shopify platform and you use native integration or you've got a programmer that's done it for you on your site. So we're sort of taking that as a base minimum. But as an e-commerce advertiser on Facebook and a lot of the tools that are coming out with right now, obviously are geared towards e-commerce. Like what would be the first couple of things that you would do for some action steps for our e-com listeners out there as they get more into Facebook analytics and figure out how to use this tool to increase revenue and grow the business? Yeah, absolutely. The first one that's really fun for people is going into, on the left navigation of Facebook Analytics, there's one that's called Funnels. So the first thing that I like to do is create a funnel of page view to add to cart to purchase. And it allows you to see not only the conversion rate between each of those steps, so the percentage-based conversion rate, but it also allows you to see the median completion time 
and the amount of money that you're leaving within your add to cart, which I think is pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a, a really, really helpful one that I like to see right away because yeah, I looked at this for a client and I had an overall conversion rate of 6% from page view to purchase, which I thought was pretty good, but the Google Analytics had only said their conversion rate was a 4%. So this is actually giving a different type of data saying, hey, you know, of those people that have interacted with the pixel at some point or your page, your conversion rate's actually a little higher. Interesting. So that would be one. The second thing that I really love to do with people is looking at messing around a little bit with that lifetime value graph, as I mentioned. You can look at it by up to 90 days. And you can look at it in all users. So everybody that comes to your site and you can look at it in paying users as well. And you can look at it in a weekly interval, a daily interval. I mean, you can break these things down in terms of much more specific data, but that lifetime value paying user last 90 days, there's a weighted average you're allowed to see. And the weighted average is basically just the average of all the values in a single week weighted by the number of people within each group. So it's a little bit better average. But that allows you to see, of the people that have become my customer, how good am I at basically continuing to get them to spend money? That, to me, is a really good one because it shines a lot of light on opportunity in terms of, okay, what kind of experiments can I be running to keep people around and to help them understand the value of other parts of my products that I have? All right, so another thing that I really like to do if you want to get more specific is actually I love to look at the breakdowns that are on the right-hand side of some of these graphs. So if we want to get really nerdy with this, there's some crazy breakdowns. <laughs> Always. Like I talked about, there's time intervals. There's also metrics, so you can change the metric on each of them. And you can segment out anything you want to. So if you want to segment out only males or segment out only people that have come from iOS or only people that have come via a certain UTM link, you can obviously do that. But I love to look at something like, okay, going to the active users menu, which is one that you're able to click on, you're able to look at something like the average events per user daily last 14 days. So that's a crazy one too, which an event would be a page view or something else. And it gives you an idea of if you introduce a bunch of new prospecting traffic, for example, right, and you're bringing people in that have never been there before, and you see that that average event per user drops, that means that potentially the quality of those people is not as good as some of the quality of the other people that you've been targeting previously. So that I really like because it's a good signal because I may have a great relevance score, right? Or I may have a decent click-through rate. But if they're not clicking around and exploring on a site, that's something that really, really is helpful to me, certainly as an e-commerce advertiser. Andrew, what would you do to turn these things into action? Well, there's a lot of different things that you can do. I mean, lifetime value, let's just take that as an example of, of turning this into action. Okay, so you look at that lifetime value and let's say you see that, okay, it's, it's declined over a certain period of time. Right. Um, and I, or maybe I want to improve that lifetime value. What right. can I do? And so you're able to look at the graph, you see it's declining, you, see you want it to be higher. So one thing you could do is you could launch a series of ads for 12 weeks, introducing them to new products, right? You can measure it over a 90-day period, looking at those and being able to take action off of that. You could do something like launch a dynamic product ad uh, utilizing a new product set. So those of you who have ever experimented with those product sets under dynamic ads, you could create a product set specifically of only new products, and you could launch those to previous purchasers as well 
or people that have maybe even come to the site, haven't purchased, but to see if you could over time increase the sales of those new products. You could even use direct mail or email to get them to purchase again or to purchase another product, right? But I think the key to this is like Facebook is putting these numbers in front of you that used to be really hard to track, right? Even inside of Google Analytics. And we know that this is based off of real Facebook data. So it's giving us insight into things like, you know, lifetime value dropping. Okay, we know that this number has gone down. What initiatives can we put into place to increase this, right? Even if it's off of Facebook. So, I mean, this is important. I think the more that our marketing can be informed by our data, that's when you really have growth in your marketing team, right? Versus, you know, I do branding. It's like, no, I, I actually, what does marketing do? We, we go in and we grow businesses. And I think most of that comes back to the data and really listening to the data. Yeah, totally. Facebook is, they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. You go in there and they're adding integrations. Like you can integrate with Infusionsoft now. It's not with everything we actually need. It's more for like lead ads and stuff, but they're, they're adding integrations to try to make a lot of this more usable and easier to implement. So I think the best thing to do is just get in there, set up that ESG so you can actually create your journeys. And I think what it does too is by doing this is it creates momentum because when you start to see the data in a visual format, you start to see opportunities and, and, and it probably will also stimulate ideas, right? And then strategies like Andrew just mentioned there. And Andrew, you've got a pretty good article we can link to. I think you've got a couple of them that, you know, one that introduces analytics and then another one that talks about, hey, you see this, what should you do here? Kind of like the tactic that you just recommended. We could probably link to those in the show notes over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 152, 152. I have one more question too. Andrew, do you feel like this will replace Google Analytics or current tracking? Or do you think it will just be an additional tool that we use? I think that the way that we are headed is this particular product is going to probably try at some point to replace Google Analytics. You know, I think that there's a powerful enough data that we have with this product already and the way that they're walking towards that is big. The big connection that we really are going to want in that I think will really put this product over the edge is going to be connecting in the ad account, right? So you know that because this person clicked on a remarketing ad and they went and liked a page post and then two days later they purchased or something, right? Right. And so right. We, we can kind of start to see that, but we can't just yet. So the ability for us to start to see that I think will be huge in terms of the replacement of Google Analytics of what we're able to see. And it'll also help solve that problem of, you know, UTMs being broken broken and dark social that we've been dealing with really since the advent of paid social. So right. I think that if those problems can be solved and work together, then I think probably we will see something that Facebook analytics may become the product that is really on the forefront being used by most advertisers. I'd say my thoughts are Google analytics is obviously the dominant tool right now for that and not counting third party analytics. There's so many amazing tools like wicked reports and improvely and kiss metrics and all the other ones, right? Facebook's big thing is we're using people-based tracking. We're using people logged in. So it is supposedly better than Google's 
cookie-based. But I know Google is also using a lot of logged in as well because people are logged into Gmail and stuff. So I don't know really truly the difference there or which one would be quote-unquote better. But you know you're going to get slightly different data, so you want to have that redundancy. Google Analytics has got so many more options to customize reporting, enhance e-commerce tracking, custom dimensions, user ID tracking, calculated metrics, all kinds of stuff, you know. Facebook, they're at the beginning stages. I think it's still a little bit difficult to kind of like do a lot. Facebook, yeah, according to them, it's a better analytics. Google is also like a hub right now, right? People use Google Tag Manager for all kinds of things. Google Optimizer, Data Studio, real-time reporting, the URL builder. And there's all these plugins and, and Chrome add-ons that you can just plug in and all of a sudden have all these customized reports for Google Analytics. But you know all that is coming on the Facebook side. So I, I would recommend using both. I think their goal ultimately is to be the dominant hub. I don't know for sure, but I do know that it's just going to give you more information. And I think everybody should be at least using both or, or using Facebook in addition to whatever else you're using. Maybe you don't use Google Analytics, but you use something else. It's worth giving a shot to. It's clearly not as rich data as Google Analytics has at this point, and it's not as comprehensive. But I don't think they're trying to be that. I think they're trying to basically show you, hey, of all these things that you have that are connected to Facebook, here's how they all work together. And here's how people go through your site. And here's basically the way that people are dropping off, et cetera. And so that's really the type of thing that it's answering right now, which I think is incredibly helpful. And there's just so much there. So I encourage you to create an ESG. You know, you're not going to launch an ad from this baby. So go in there, <laughs> click around, experiment with drop downs, experiment with different charts and see what really makes it work for you. And if you have questions, like feel free to contact me or feel free to contact anybody from the podcast here because it's a tool that if you're using this, you're going to be on the forefront. I'll be Absolutely. honest. Right? Think about this too. What if you have somebody else managing your ads? So like, let's say you have a consultant or an agency running your, your ads. If you're listening to this right now, tell them to go do this so you can check out the data so you can get a better outlook on things. That's right. And you can even have them create you a custom dashboard that they can share a URL with you via. So cool. that's another thing that's that's super easy and, and uh, it automatically dynamically updates too. So that's a fun feature that I definitely like to send to my clients because a lot of times they're like, whoa, where is this from? Yeah. What is this? This is fancy. Well, cool, Andrew. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, as always, and shedding light on this tool. I think you're right. The more that we use it, the more value that we're going to get from it. But it's cool to see that Facebook is making analytics you know, a big focus of their business. I think the more analytics that we can get into the hands of business owners and marketers, the better marketing you're going to see because initiatives will be created based off of fact. So thanks again. Oh, absolutely. It was great to be here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anything else you want to add anywhere where people can reach out to you and find you? If you have questions, you can always contact me at foxholdigital.com and I would love to absolutely hear from you. Other than that, you can, like I said, get to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 152. Thanks again. We'll talk to you all next week. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.
John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.